Hello and welcome to Catamania. Today is a solo sode by your one and only. Whenever I post any Q&A on my Instagram, I always get lots of questions about my diet and about my fitness slash training routine. And I thought it would be the best to just kind of summarize it in a quick episode, summarize what I do to stay in shape and what I eat to make sure that I stay fit. Now, before I continue any further, I do want to give you a disclaimer that I am not particularly officially qualified to talk about these things, literally full disclosure. I don't have a nutrition or dietary certificate or degree. I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian, nor am I a certified personal trainer or fitness coach or anything like that. However, I have experimented with myself quite a bit in terms of you know, food habits, diets, and certain training programs and types of workouts. So I'm going to share with you what's worked for me. You can do whatever you want with this information. This is more so like a prolonged answer to questions that a lot of you ask me. So here it is. To go back a little bit in about, I'd say, eight to nine years, I was a vegetarian for three years, from about 19 to 22, 23 years old. And in the beginning, it was great. I felt pretty good. And it was right around the time when vegetarianism and veganism was very fashionable. I'm not going to afraid to use that word because a lot of these nutritional and dietary trends are just that, they're trends. So I did a very similar thing to what a lot of people had done at that time and still do. I watched a documentary about how horrible the meat industry is, how terrible they treat animals, not even to go into you know the details of slaughterhouses. I got very um, impressed, not impressed, sorry. I was at that time extremely impressionable. I didn't ask any questions. Obviously, you know, you need to be a psychopath not to understand the fact that it's horrible in some ways, um, how like the meat industry on the grand scheme, not, you know, I'm not talking about like the organic, um, and free range farms that take care of their animals. I'm talking about, you know, kind of like the generic, generic stuff that you can buy out there. Uh, You have to be psychopath to just, you know, not agree with the fact that it's probably not the best treatment of animals. So that impressed me a lot. I really love animals. I've always loved animals. And, I was like, you know what? That's it. If I can do something to just minimize that, to not contribute to it, I'm doing it. So I kind of quit cold turkey, eating meat. Plus to add to that, there was a lot of talk in the mainstream about how being a vegetarian or vegan is actually healthier for you. So I was like, okay, well, I'll I'll try it, you know, especially if there's health benefits. So I right away went to, you know, my family doctor who encouraged it. And then also to my naturopath, who I then also started seeing on a regular basis to get supplements because obviously I wasn't getting the nutrients and the, you know, certain things that I was normally getting from meat. I wasn't getting into vegetables and beans and everything else that I was taking. I was very, very diligent with my diet Uh, which primarily consisted of, you know, beans, vegetables, nuts, uh, carbs, typical stuff that you would eat if you weren't eating meat. 
And I was also getting B12 injections and adrenal injections. And adrenal injections included like a cocktail of different um, different supplements. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was specifically aimed to um, replace the stuff that you wouldn't be getting from meat. So I thought, amazing, it's great. Did that for about a year and a half to two years until I started to notice that I feel significantly worse. My energy levels were extremely low. And again, compared to the very beginning of my vegetarian journey, the beginning of the vegetarian journey, I felt fine. I don't know if it was me just convincing myself that I feel fine. You know, like you walk around, you're like, yeah, I'm a vegetarian. You know, like the whole thing that you could learn if someone is a vegan within the first two minutes of meeting them. So you kind of like, you're proud of yourself. You're a vegetarian, yay. And then after about a year and a half, two years, I started to feel off and it wouldn't stop. Like I, I kept feeling very low on energy, um, overall feeling of like exhaustion almost. So I remember going to my naturopath and talking to her about it. And, um, to add to that, I also felt kind of a pretty significant hormonal disbalance. Like I could just feel that my body was off. Um, and to add on top of that, I was also on birth control at that time. Now birth control is like a conversation in and of itself that I need to put into a whole other episode about my experience on it. Um, and coming off of it and all that kind of stuff. That one, I really would prefer to have a qualified professional speaking (laughs) with me on it because, you know, I don't want to say stuff that people are going to like freak out about and say, oh, she's not even qualified to say it. Again, I think sometimes your experience can count even more than, you know, someone, somebody reads in books or studies, not to disqualify somebody who has gone to school and learned these things. Uh, but I think it would, it, it's a great, so to speak, supplementary information to someone who's had experience. I think if you join experience with knowledge, then you can really come to a really great conclusion as opposed to if you're just speaking from a place of knowledge and no experience. I hope that makes sense. So in any event, I started to feel unwell. I don't know how else to say it by the end of my vegetarian journey. And my naturopath at the time suggested that maybe I should start to incorporate meat back into my diet. She's like, you know what, just try it and see how you feel. Because I've seen patients who are experiencing similar issues, and it may just be that the vegetarian diet isn't for you. Not to say that it isn't for other people, but for you, it might not work. And this is something that I would also like to highlight. I'm not saying that because it hasn't worked for me, it's not going to work for you. Again, I'm just sharing with you my experience and how it went for me. I was also told to ease into it because your body may not be used to it and you know, you've gotten used your body to other foods. So be careful, ease into eating meat again. So I ate like a small piece of chicken that week. I think like a day later, I ate a small piece of chicken, felt fantastic. And then the next day I ate a piece of salmon, felt great. And then I think the day after that I ate chicken again. And the day after that, I ate a piece of steak, like a little piece of steak. And I got to say, within that week, I felt significant difference in how I felt. My energy level stabilized. I wasn't nearly as tired as I was, you know, the week before that. Especially at that time, I was working in an office. And usually by the time like 2 p.m. would roll around, I would be completely just 
unable to stay awake. Literally after a week of introducing me back into my diet, I started to feel a lot better and I would not want to pass out at 2 p.m. anymore. And then ever since then, I eat meat. I eat a fairly balanced diet. And the other thing that I cut out almost completely, obviously you can't cut it out fully, especially if you go to restaurants and stuff, but almost completely, I now don't eat seed oils. So I don't eat, like, I don't know if canola oil is a seed oil, but I don't eat canola oil. It's like the cheapest oil you can get. And I don't eat any seed oils. I eat and cook on olive oil, coconut oil, and butter. Now with olive oil, not to get too technical, but you can't really cook on like extra virgin olive oil because you can taste it A and B. I think it has like a really low smoking point. So what I do is I get the non-extra virgin olive oil. It's like the last squeeze or whatever they do with the oil press, last press of the oil. And it doesn't taste like olive oil. It just, it's, it's just oil. It doesn't taste like anything. And it's not bad for you from at least what I know. It's olive oil, but it's just basically for cooking and it has a higher smoking point. That's it. So with that, I do have to say, I feel really, really good. So my basic nutritional rule is as little carbs as possible. I still eat carbs. I mean, I love pizza. I'm not, you know, one of those people who's like super strict with my diet. I know, again, there's a lot of talk these days about like, uh, like carnivore diets. And I know there's a lot of arguments for it, a lot of arguments also against it. Um, I, I try to stick to something more or less balanced. My body responds to it really well. And my body responds to it well. Why would I not do it? Right. Um, healthy in a healthy manner. So I, I eat quite a bit of steaks and red meat and again, makes me feel really good. And I eat veggies. I eat carbs, but I try to minimize them as much as I can. And I try to not eat sugar at all. I save my sugar from my wine because I love wine. And I have wine because I'm human <laughs> and I love to have wine. Um, I don't have, it's almost like a rule for me. I don't ever have ice cream because I, ice cream has like a ton, a ton, a ton of sugar. If you're ever curious, just flip over the ice cream jar or box that you see in the stores and you'll see what I mean. It's got like way too much sugar. Um, so yeah, I watch my sugar intake. I try to lower my carb intake and I stick to as much protein as possible and a little bit of veg veggies. That's pretty much it. Um, I am going to bring on a nutritional expert and a fitness expert onto my podcast to have this conversation. And I also want to bring in different perspectives as well. I would love to talk to someone who, you know, maybe had success on a vegetarian diet or someone who has success on like paleo or keto or carnivore diet. I would really love to talk to these individuals who have tried it for a prolonged period of time and to see where their results brought them. So stay tuned. I'm definitely going to do that. Um, when it comes to fitness, I train by, you know, I guess normal um, North American view a lot um, because what I noticed in big cities, in most big North American cities where there's not really an opportunity for us to move as much. 
Um, and by that, I mean in cities where you have to drive everywhere, you don't move as much. Whereas, you know, in Europe, for example, and in, in most major cities in Europe, you move a lot. You walk everywhere or, you know, you bike or you walk to your public transport and then you walk to work. You, you just move a lot more. Uh, in Canada and in places, in a lot of places in the U.S., except for maybe New York, uh, you don't move as much, especially if you work in an office. So I train about five to six times a week weight training plus a little bit of cardio. And I stretch every single day without failure, unless I'm like traveling or I'm visiting friends and I don't really have any space. Uh, but other than that, I will literally stretch every single day, seven days a week for 15 minutes to half hour. And the weight training that I do usually lasts between half hour to 45 minutes plus stretching on top of that. So it's about an hour a day, fam, an hour a day, which is not that much if you think about it. And the results that you get are phenomenal. And if you are one of those people who's listening to this and you're like, you know what? I sure, of course you train that much, you know, you're used to it or you don't have kids. You have all the time in the world, blah, blah, blah. I don't really have all the time in the world. I might have a little bit more time now that I'm doing my own thing and running my own business and running a business with my husband um, than I did when I was working in a corporate in the corporate world. But even when I was working in the corporate world, it was a huge priority to me to be able to work out and move as much as I can. So I've mentioned this before in my social media, but when I was working in Calgary in the city that I used to live in, in Canada, and I worked a corporate job, I used to start at about 7, 7.30 in the morning between that. And my thing is I cannot work out in the evening or after work. It has to be in the morning. I don't know why. It's just like that. So what I would do is wake up at 4.30, 4.45 in the morning and go to the gym before work, no matter the weather, no matter if it was minus 20, minus 15, plus 10, plus 15, I would do it every morning because to me, my body is my main priority. I have to make sure that I look good. I feel good. I have to make sure I'm in, I'm toned. My body's toned. So that's what I would do because I knew that after work, I would have other engagements, errands, stuff to do that I would just, it would be much harder for me to make it to the gym. So I prioritize it and I would do it before work. I've also known people with three, four kids, women with three, four kids who would find time to work out no matter how busy they were. Even if it's 15 minutes, even if it's 20 minutes, you can find the time for yourself. I'm, I'm confident in that. And yes, it may be ignorant for me to say because I don't have kids, but I've known women who have kids and they've done it and it's, it's possible. I've seen it happen. So I think it just has to become your priority. And the truth about working out is it's only tough to force yourself to do it for the first month or so after the month, after that one month mark, your body starts to crave it. You know, when they say that, like you, you feel like you have to go to the gym, your body needs it. It really does need it after a while. You just have to jump over that hump of like, one month period. And then I guarantee you, you're going to want to do it more and more. So yeah. And then in terms of workout programs or fitness programs, I used to have a personal trainer when I lived in Calgary and it was great, but I find that 
you can, in fact, self-motivate and self-discipline and do a great job even on your own. Personal trainers are amazing when it comes to, A, making sure that your, um, your what's it called? Not shape, but your form is great when you're doing the exercises so that you don't hurt yourself. So if you're just starting out, if you have never done any weight training and you're interested in looking into it and starting and doing it, I would definitely recommend getting a personal trainer at least for a week so that you know, you are aware of what you're doing and how you're supposed to be doing it. And then after that, when you're confident that your form is good when you're working out, there are like hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands, amazing influencers on Instagram that you can follow and just save their workouts. They post it free of charge. They post like the sequence, you know, the carousel of their workouts. That's honestly what I do. After having the personal trainer and learning some things from him, and after I started training on my own, that's since then, that's what I do. Whenever I need a new workout, I just go, I have like three or four of my favorite uh, fitness influencers who I follow. I go on their page, I watch their workouts, and I just literally repeat the exact same thing that they're doing. And I love doing circuits. You may have heard of this. But you basically do like, let's say, four or five exercises really close together with almost no break. And then you take like a minute to two minute break. Then you do another circuit of four or five exercises with little to no break. Usually it's no break. And then another break for one to two minutes. And then you do another circuit. And then if you have it in you, you'll do a fourth circuit. So I usually do between three to four circuits. Um, with about one to two minutes rest in between the circuits, not the exercises. The reason why I love that the most is because you inevitably get in some cardio. I don't know if you're supposed to do cardio separately from weightlifting. There's like a lot of disagreements on that. And that's why, like I said, I want to bring in like a professional fitness expert um, and ask, and ask what way is best. Um, but I find I've never looked better and felt better, um, since, you know, doing those workouts, it's the best I've ever felt and the best I've ever looked. I looked a lot more toned. I look a lot more, uh, or I am a lot stronger and you basically, I incorporate weightlifting with a little bit of cardio through those circuits. And it's, I find it works best for me. Sometimes I'll alternate and I'll do like the typical, um, you know, exercise and you do like 12 sets, um, or sorry, you do one sets of 12 rounds, uh, or not rounds. What is that called in English? Should have probably like learned that before recording this episode, but you do like 12 times of a certain exercise. It's a set, you know what I mean? And then after the 12 times you take a break and then you do it again. And then, but I find it takes way too long. So I just stick with circuits most of the time and it works for me. And so when it comes to, I think I got a question about that uh, the other day on my Q&A. Can you eat whatever you want if you go to the gym and train? I personally can't. (laughs) Maybe there are some people out there who can, but I personally can't. I have to, not in like a really crazy way of, you know, not allowing yourself to ever indulge or eat something delicious, But for the most part, I really watch what I eat. And if I watch what I eat, like if I follow that simple principle of slight caloric deficit and 
uh, minimize carb intake, really minimize sugar, and up your protein intake, and you train, you'll get good results. If that, that whole concept of I can eat whatever I want because I train or will I go to the gym only to eat whatever I want, for me personally, it doesn't work. If I eat whatever I want, I will definitely put on extra weight. I will definitely feel worse and it's just, it doesn't work for me. So for me, it has to go hand in hand, nutrition, uh, eating well and training. So that's that. I think I am about 20 minutes in. I'm not going to speak for longer about this because like I said, I just wanted to share my experience with you because I get so many questions on my Q and A's about it. And yeah, let me know when you can, what you've tried, what's worked for you. Uh, maybe, you know, message me on Instagram or comment under um, this podcast on my YouTube channel, whichever way, or in the next Q&A, you know, let me know what's worked for you. And I'm always open to new ideas when it comes to taking care of yourselves and taking care of yourself and being healthy. So yeah, I'm, I'm really open and I'm really excited to bring on people who have worked in this industry, not just maybe experienced it on themselves, but also experienced it on themselves and worked in this industry to learn more from them. You know, I think if we learn from one another in any area and any field in this life um, and be open-minded about things, we'll do a much better job about doing this thing called life. That got unnecessarily philosophical, but I kind of like it. I kind of like how this episode took a turn, you know? So yeah, thank you so much for listening to Catamania. If you like this podcast, please give it five stars or a thumbs up, depending on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And make sure to come say hi to me on Instagram. My handle being Christina Cataman, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-C-A-T-A-M-A-N. And also follow Catamania on Instagram, YouTube, and wherever else you're listening to podcasts on. I love you and stay blessed.